Beatster comes through the middle. He's got the legs pumping. Here comes Athanasiu, drags it back. Wait a Was Datsukian, as you used to say when he was around? Oh my God! <laughs> David Copperfield has nothing on him. How does he? He hardly gets touched. Oh my God! Wow! And one man who has seen his share of beautiful goals by Detroit Red Wings players is none other than their GM Ken Holland. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to be with you. Thank you for taking the time, Ken. Appreciate it. Tony Manero along with Rick Moffat and Sean Starr. We are your morning show on this Monday morning. Ken, what a goal, huh? When you when you saw that kid score that goal, did you did you think he had it in him? Uh, yeah, Tony. He's, he's actually had probably a, a couple, maybe not quite to that degree, but uh, you know, he's got a tremendous change of pace, uh, great speed, and if he gets. Uh, uh, half a step uh, and, a, and a little bit of space, he can really uh, take off and hit a hole. So uh, certainly a huge goal for our team. It was 3-3 at the time. We're scuffling for points, and uh, that put us ahead 4-3, and we were able to go on and win 6-3 over Pittsburgh the other night. So a uh, uh, huge goal. And, and uh, Athanasiu and Anthony Manta, probably the two young players, have really uh, given us a boost here the last uh month or six weeks and i think the last 10 games we're averaging over three goals a game we've, we've uh, scored more we've also given up more probably but uh, certainly those uh, anthony and uh, and andreas have, have given us a boost offensively here's some players who once again passed through grand rapids of the american hockey league in athanasius case he had to play less games in the american hockey league before making the jump um what did you see that you knew that he was ready uh, well, you know, first off, uh, Jeff Blaschel coached him the year before, and then Jeff became coached last year. And ha- about halfway through the year, you know, again we were we were struggling to score goals, and uh, he came up and, and did a nice job for us. I, he, I think he only played about eight or nine minutes uh, when a uh, game last year, and he he uh, I think he had about ten goals in, in half the season. So you had a guy on the roster that could, uh, you know, over a full season, probably scored twenty goals on limited ice, and. Uh, he has the ability again every now and then when he gets some some time and space that he can uh, he can bring you out of your seat. So uh, because of Jeff Blaschel's uh, history with him the, the year previously in the American Hockey League, and uh, we had injuries last year and and, and uh, we weren't scoring, he got an opportunity and he did a nice job in limited ice and uh, uh, you know really uh, solidified a place on the on the team. He has been benched before. He's been a healthy scratch, even this season. Is it a question of sending a message to try and say, hey, we want some consistency from you? Or is it, he's 22 years old, he's still a young hockey player, there are still things that he can learn watching from above? Well, I think, I think both. I think, first off, you know, it's a hard league to be 22 and... and uh, you know we're we're trying to be a playoff team. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to win games. We're trying to you know last year and this year and um, you know when you when a player uh, a young player has a game where uh, you know he maybe lets his you know it, and it, it might only be a player to a game. It's it's you know these games are de- most of these games in the NHL are decided 
by a goal uh, on most nights. So, so if a young player lets a check go and the guy gets a scoring chance, um, you know, it's it's uh, an opportunity, I guess, or for the coach to uh, to what he said, send a message. It's uh, you know, to learn how to how to how to help your team win. Some nights you're not going to get a scoring chance. Some nights. Some nights as a, a young offensive player, your job is to make sure that the player you're lined up against doesn't get a scoring chance because they're doing a good job on you. And it, it can't always be just about the offensive side of the puck. It's got to uh, be also be about the defensive side of the puck. So I think I think that there, there's a variety of different reasons why, um, you know, and I also think that when you're vet, you know, Mike, Jeff Blash and I talk about this quite often, you know, you know, Henrik Zetterberg is an example. He's built up stock, you know, it's like you're in a company when you when you build up stock and you have an off night all the stock you've built up you allows you to have those 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 nights when uh, as a veteran player that uh, you, you maybe have an off night when you're a young player you can't have off nights because you don't have you don't have that stock built up you haven't you haven't done enough to help the team win through through time so uh you know again uh Memphis, 22, Athens is 22, Larkin's 20. They're young kids. They're just learning, uh, going through the process of, of, of learning the responsibility that they have with more ice time and what they've got to do on the offensive side of the puck and the defensive side of the puck night after night after night to help our team win. Ken, as you get set, your staff, your players for this afternoon's opponent on an MLK day game that will drop the puck at three in Detroit. What has surprised you the most about the Canadians, particularly over this stretch where Carey Price may be struggling, yet the Habs are still winning? What surprises you most about this afternoon's opponent? Well, I mean, first of all, I don't think anything surprised. I mean, I think coming into this year, certainly I felt that Montreal was one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference and one of the best teams in our division. And uh, obviously when they made the deal to, to – uh, you got you got Shea Weber on on the back end. They they lost a great player in Subban, but they had, I, I certainly have been with with Weber at a couple Olympics and knew the impact that he can have on a team. And you got Price goal and obviously Pacioretty and, and some other players there in offense. And we've talked in the past about Radulov. So uh, I knew that uh, Montreal was going to be an elite team in the in our division and the uh, in the Eastern Conference. And I I, I think that uh, you know. What they've been able to do is, as they've had keep people down for uh, for injuries, they've they've been able to have other people fill in and uh, help them uh, continue to win. I think that's the mark of uh, you know over 80, 82 games. You're going to have lots. Uh, all, most teams are going to have lots of injuries, and it's it's way easier to win when you're you're put, pushing a full lineup out there every night. Your your organization, your team is really uh, tested when you uh, when you have injuries and. You know, they've, when they've had injuries, they've had people move in there, and uh, they haven't uh, haven't missed a beat. So uh, certainly, I look upon them as uh, one of the elite teams in the Eastern Conference and a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. And you know, we played the defending Stanley Cup champs here on Saturday night in Pittsburgh. We got another tough test here, tough test here today for us. Uh, with Montreal, but the Canadians rolling into town. Yeah, interesting to watch Jared Coro uh, snap your team's three-game uh, win streak with a 28-save performance um, by beating the Pittsburgh Penguins. But it's been a tough year for for Peter Morazic. He's lost his last six starts. From your perspective, has this been a frustrating year dealing with the goaltenders? Jimmy Howard obviously out with injury, but just dealing with the lack of consistency, it seems. 
Well, I think in Peter's case, uh, I think you've hit. I think it's he's 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 been inconsistent. He's, there's been times, you know, if you look at his career, the first uh, uh, 80 games or so, he played at an incredibly high level, a 925 or, or higher saves percentage, and his goals against was low twos. And then, you know, he came off it late last year, and and uh, it's continued in, into this year. I think that's one of the reasons why. You know, he's 24. I think he's just turned 25 at some point in time, but. Um, you know, most young players, most players have adversity. And if you can deal with the adversity in the American Hockey League versus dealing with the, the adversity at the National Hockey League level, it's way easier at the American Hockey League. You're out of the spotlight. There's less pressure. The coach can continue to play you. At the NHL level, you know, there's more pressure on the team, the coach to win, and, and, and the leash gets a little, bit, a little bit shorter. And I think that, you know, you look at Peter Mrazek's career, you know, he was a highly celebrated uh, junior uh, uh, I think he was picked the goalie of the tournament, the World Junior in Edmonton in, in Calgary. His first year pro at the American Hockey League, he, he led Grand Rapids to the Calder Cup uh, championship. And by the middle of the second year, he was up because of injuries. There was We had some injuries, I think, to either Howard or Gustafson. And he went like 9-2-2 two, and two in a 13-game run. And, um, and then I think his second year, he played for us in the playoffs. Uh, you know, kind of took over, took Jimmy Howard's uh, um, spot in the playoffs. And it's probably the first time in his career that he's gone through through some adversity, and it's a hard again, it's a hard league to, uh, to to deal with adversity on the fly when you're trying to when you're trying to win. So, uh, you know, I like he's a talented young player. Uh, he's got a, a tremendous amount of swagger and self confidence. Um, we've seen him play at a high high level. In the, when you play at a high level for a long time in the National Hockey League, you know it's in there. It's just that, uh, you know, he's been, I guess, for lack of better words, inconsistent. I think he's trying to figure out what he's got to do to get back to that level that he had, uh, you know, last year uh, in the first first 50 games or so. So uh, uh, Jimmy Howard played at a real high level for us this year. He's got a number, I think, a goals against average of under two and a saves percentage in the 930s around there. and was having a tremendous uh, season for us. Um, Jared Crow is a guy that played in the American Hockey League for uh, a couple of years, has really become the number one guy down there, our third goaltender in the system. We signed him as a free agent out of out of northern Michigan. His first year pro, he won one game, I think, in, in Toledo. Didn't win a game in the American Hockey League, and it, he really dug in. Um, he's six foot six, covers a, a lot of net, and he's really established himself uh, I think is a real legitimate uh, number one goaltender at the American Hockey League and a top goaltender in the American Hockey League. Now he's getting an opportunity with the injury of Jimmy Howard to uh, to play some games uh, in the NHL. And uh, so far here in the early going uh, of his NHL career, he's played very, very well for us. With Detroit Red Wings general manager Ken Holland. Ken, we're going to ask you a couple of quick ones. Number one, uh, Thomas Vanek, former Montreal Canadian. Over the past couple of years, it looked like he struggled with consistency. Some would tell you that you know it was hard to motivate the guy. wasn't probably in tip top shape either. What did you say to him? I mean, before you signed them, um, what did he say to you to convince you that he was going to be able to pan out? Because he has. He's got twenty nine points in thirty two games. Well, we talked, Jeff Lashley and I talked to him in the interview period, and obviously uh, we were looking for offense. And, uh, you know, we knew Datsuk was going, uh, was, was leaving our team, so uh, we were looking for offense. He's a guy that's, that's had a lot of offense in his, in, in, in his career. Certainly aware, you know, Minnesota bought him out, certainly aware that he's been traded two or three times in the last three or four years. Uh, 
between Jeff and I, we talked to a lot of people. Uh, we felt on a one-year deal at $2.6 million, it was a, it was a, it was a great risk uh, for us. And we probably caught, we got Van, Thomas at the right time in his career, probably. He's, uh, he's incredibly motivated. Um, I think that, uh, you know, he's disappointed that things didn't work out in Minnesota. And he's been uh, a great fit for our team. He's he's worked hard. He's competed. I think the World Cup this year was a great experience for him. Helped him get into into great shape. I thought he played real good for uh, for the world team in the in the World Cup. And uh, he hit the ground running and hasn't really looked back. We we really he got, he got injured there for about 11 games early in the year. We really missed him a lot because he got off to a great start and he had real good uh, chemistry with Darren Helm and uh, Gustav Nyquist. And then and then Panic uh, got hurt and. Helm got hurt, and we've been searching a little bit. But throughout it all, Vanek has continued to produce for us. So uh, he's been a great, it's been a great, great fit for us. We heard that you were interested in Alex Radulov as well. How much of a risk did you consider that? And at one point, did you think that you were going to be able to sign him? Well, I think on one-year contracts, you know, anytime you can get a player on a one-year contract when there's when there's upside, uh you know, I use the word risk. There's, there's not, there's not a ton of risk because if things don't work out after one year, you can move in another direction. So uh, certainly, I think that was the, you know, Radulov's on a one-year deal, Vanek's on a one-year deal. You're getting motivated athletes um, that, that, you know, earlier in their career they've had a lot of success. So I think it's, uh, you know, those, those are great opportunities for the. Sometimes they don't work out. Not everything works out in professional sports, but certainly. Uh, Radulov has worked out great for, for Montreal, and Bannock has worked out great for Detroit. doesn't sound like you're surprised that Radulov's worked out great for the Habs. No, I'm not. Uh, you, know, we had, uh, you know, we did a lot of checking. Certainly, we were one of the teams that had talked to him. You know, I mean, you look at his career uh, you know, in the Quebec Junior League into the National Hockey League and, and, and what he did early in his career, and then he went over to Europe. He was regarded as one of the best players in uh, in uh, outside the National Hockey League, you know, he did tremendous career playing in the KHL. Big guy with skill, hockey sense, uh, big man. You know, heavy on the puck, down low. Um, you know, I think anytime, uh, you know, sometimes there's, there's 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 questions and concerns, but but again, I think it's the same. You know, I look at Vanek and you look at, at, at Radulov. When you get players that uh, at a certain stage of their career, uh, when they're motivated. And and they decide that uh, you know they they want to go somewhere. Uh, it's a real opportunity for a, for a team to hit a home run. And I think that uh, again, I said I think the Habs have hit a home run with Radulov, and I'd like to think we hit a home run here with Vanek. In ending, uh, Anthony Mantha looks like a dominant hockey player. Some lo- uh, some shifts, some games. I mean, he looks like he's going to score forty goals in the National Hockey League one day. And I know you don't want to set the bar high, but I mean, from what you've seen from him, what can you tell us? Well, he's he's been tremendous. Um, you know, in the in the last two, he's worked real hard. You know, he's a guy. I mean, obviously, you're you know, he had 80 goals his last year in the Quebec Junior League. Uh, came to came to our camp, broke his leg, missed the first week, six weeks of the season. He came back, and I think it came easy to him in in, in the Quebec League. I think he scored a lot of goals, and he figured it was going to. It was just going to happen again. At uh, go down to the American Hockey League and score a few goals, and going to come back. And uh, I think the adversity. We're back to this adversity thing. I think the adversity that he went through his first year pro, where he didn't have anywhere near the success in the American Hockey League that he had been accustomed to, accustomed to 
that off season, he decided he was going to dig into the gym and, 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 and he came back uh, last year and he had a real nice year in the American hockey league. He had uh, about 50 points. He led our team in scoring grand rapids. We went into the played 10 playoff games. He was our, our scoring leader. He came this year, I think uh, disappointed. He didn't make our team out of camp, but he scored eight goals, his first 11 goals games in the American hockey league. And he got up here and he hasn't looked back and he's found tremendous chemistry with Henrik Zetterberg. And you know what a, Great job, Henrik Zetterberg has done in mentoring. I'd look, you know, Dylan Larkin a year ago, and now, and now Anthony Mantha. They found real good chemistry. Uh, Anthony's 22 years of age, and he's certainly a, a big, big part of our team here. Uh, not only now and today, but uh, certainly as we go forward. So, you know, he's he's harder on the puck. He's heavier. He's putting more pressure on the defense. He's doing all the things. You know, beyond scoring goals, the things that you need to do at the National Hockey League level to have success. Uh, in order to get those scoring opportunities, and, and uh, he's working a hard, hard, uh, harder away from the puck than he did uh, two years ago. He's heavier on the puck down low. He's he's he's, uh, he's getting in in the forecheck. He's pressuring uh, the defenseman, and he's he's, he's uh, you know the other night uh, we scored a goal. He, he put pressure on uh, with his long reach on the Pittsburgh defenseman, and created a turnover and and uh, scored a huge goal or that was in Dallas two nights ago but uh, he's got a, he's got a big long reach so uh, just more mature more more physically ready more confident and uh, and he's found real good chemistry with a great pro in Henrik Zetterberg and uh, and Nyquist they were with Tatar for a while and uh, Jeff Blaschel's flipped I think Nyquist is on that line now and Tatar's on a different line so uh, certainly Anthony Mantha is in the process of starting to uh, you know, fulfill the promise that our scouts saw when uh, when we drafted him with the twentieth pick in the first round. Last question: Things can end in a hurry, can change in a hurry here. But if you're outside and you're not making the playoffs, will you be a seller? Well, I think I think when you get uh, you know we got about a month to go here. You know, we our our, our break, our mandatory break is the last five days of uh, of of, uh, of February. So basically, the last week of February, with the trade deadline being March the first, we play one game. So we're going to have a real good feel with a week to go uh where we're sitting in the standings you know right now uh i think we got about 18 19 games to go before the uh, the trade deadline these are big games for us uh, we're six points behind uh, toronto i think we're eight points behind philly we got some games ahead on philly but and toronto's got a game or two but we you know in the next month we play toronto a couple times we play boston a couple times we're, we're playing teams that uh, we got to track down. They're going to be huge four-point games. So, you know, right now our focus is on trying to put a put a run here together and trying to play our way back into this uh, this playoff race. Certainly, when we get to, to late late February, I'll look at the standings and uh, make some decisions at that point in time. But right now our focus is on uh, trying to win a game this afternoon, and then Boston rolls in here on Wednesday, uh, a huge huge four-point game for us. So uh, the next three weeks are going to be. Uh, are going to tell a lot about what uh, what we're going to do as we head towards the trade deadline. Thank you very much, Ken. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Thank you, Ken Holland. Nine thirty update is around the corner. In case you missed Brendan Gallagher, the best stuff coming up right after the update.